Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. I want to teach on the subject, Angels Watching Over Me. Angels Watching Over Me. You know, if you believe there's a God, and I, I don't use, a, I guess I shouldn't use the word if in this audience since, but uh, just talking in general, if somebody believes there's a God, then they should also believe in the existence of his angels. Amen. Angels are mentioned at least 273 times in 34 of the 66 books of the Bible. They were created by God long before Adam and Eve came on the scene. In fact, the book of Job tells us they were present when God created the earth and everything that goes with it. So they, they uh, pre-exist the earth. Amen. And then once Adam and Eve were created uh, and the human race began to populate the earth and we see that uh, through certain bloodlines and certain people that God used and spoke to, amen, the angels uh, were an integral part in, uh, in working with God's people on earth to help them, to protect them, to bless them, to fight on their behalf, amen. So those people that feared God and walked with them were the beneficiaries of this angelic assistance. Psalms 34, 7 said, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Amen. So notice, the angel of the Lord, amen, encamps around and delivers those who fear him. They, so the angel of the Lord, this promise of encamping around, surrounding and delivering are to the people of God, to those that are followers of God. In the Bible, from the very beginning, Genesis talks about uh, angels and refers to them as cherubims. And then also in the book, the book of Ezekiel, we hear about cherubims. Or in the book of Isaiah, we, we hear the term seraphim when it comes to angels. And when Isaiah had a vision of heaven in chapter 6, he saw the seraphims flying around. These angels had six wings. You know, two would cover their body, two would cover something else, and two would fly. They would fly with. Amen. Then we, we hear about the archangels in the Bible. The word archangel means chief angel or an angel that's, you know, uh, in, in rank above uh, all other angels or chief princes. Amen. So there are warrior angels. There are messenger angels. There are worship angels. And there are guardian angels. Angels were used to bring messages to God's people. They were used to fight battles on behalf of God's people. One time, a huge army, you know, hundreds of thousands camped against Judah. And, uh, you know, the king went to the Lord and asked for God to touch and to, to, to take care of the situation. And that night, one angel came and killed 186,000 of those enemy forces. And when they woke up in the morning, they weren't so uh, keen on keeping going this 
military campaign, when they saw that everybody was dead, they just went back home. Amen. One angel. Angels were used to deliver God's people from the hand of the enemy. We read in Acts chapter 12 when Peter was taken prisoner by Herod, and he was, you know, put in the solid, you know, really in the, the highest security part of the prison, extra guards and everything. And the Bible said that an angel came. He, he of course, an angel is uh, not going to have any problems getting through b uh, bars and doors and locks. Came and he put those all the guards that were there in the cell and outside the cell into a deep sleep. Yeah, and Peter was asleep also. He tapped Peter and said, hey, time to go. And uh, Peter, you know, got his sandals on, and every door started opening by itself as he followed this angel all the way out to the last uh, gate into the public street. Amen. And then the Bible said Peter kind of thought it was a vision. He thought, what was going on? He didn't know what was happening. And then Acts chapter 12, verse 11, and when Peter had come to himself, when he kind of said, wow, what's going on here? Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, talking about angels, he said, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be the heirs of salvation? Notice again, amen, that the angels had a specific group of people on this earth that they were to take care of and watch over, and those would be the heirs of salvation, those that are the believers of God, those that are walking with God, those that are born again. Amen. The heirs of salvation are God's people, and the angels are sent forth by God to minister to us, to aid us, to attend to us, and to be in service for us. Two angels made sure that Lot and his family were safely out of the city of Sodom before it was destroyed by God with fire and brimstone. An angel ministered to Elijah after he received a letter from the evil Queen Jezebel that his life was on the line and he ran to the wilderness. Amen. And an angel, amen, took care of him and prepared food for him two different times in the wilderness and encouraged him. Angels even ministered to Jesus after he was tempted, those after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and tempted in the wilderness. After his baptism, the Bible said when Satan left him, angels came to minister to him. We all, amen, need angels to minister to us. Yes, we have the Spirit of God and there's nothing like it, but God also has his angels to help us. Praise God. Now, there is a minister that, has gone on to be with the Lord, amen, uh, now. But uh, he wrote a book. He, he, was, uh, in, he pastored in Missouri in one of our churches. And uh, he, you know, there are some ministers that just see angels. I've never saw one, amen. But we sing a song about we hear, we feel the, the brush of angels' wings. You can feel angels, amen. But uh, this man could see them, and he saw them often. And he spoke about it like we speak about, just like, yeah, I got up in the morning and, you know, I went and saw the sunrise, whatever. He's just talking about angels like that. And uh, he said, we have, and I'm reading a little bit out of, of a book he wrote uh, concerning some of these things. He said, we have, his name was Brother uh, Kenneth Reeves. We have some invisible friends who are on the side of the saints. 
For they are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those shall, who shall be the heirs to salvation. Some few years ago, I looked up from my chair in our church, where I have been pastoring many years in Granite City, and I saw a tall angel walk down the left-hand side of our church with two shorter angels following him. He was in what you might call battle garments. He was in a robe form and covered his head and came down around his shoulders. He was very broad-shouldered, very broad. I thought he might be seven or eight feet tall. I really didn't have the height in mind except that he was taller than the others. I didn't know that there was a difference in the size of angels. They moved rapidly and they moved purposefully. Then he said, one night I saw about 50 of them marching around our church on their way to some other place. They had stopped in their travels, amen, to go to this other place in, in California. He somehow uh, figured it out in the spirit. They moved in troop-like fashion, for they were in their war gear. They were not dressed for purposes of peace, but for war. They were battling angels, and they are battling for us. Praise the name of God. One night, while we were having an altar service in our church, we had someone come to pray to receive the Holy Ghost, and the angels, there was three of them, were standing behind and up toward where our organ is. They would not do a thing about it while this person was seeking the Holy Ghost. However, when we started praying for the sick, they moved among the sick people. Amen. They're your friends. I say they're your friends. When you're out there, remember that you've got one or more angels looking out after you and they intend to help you. They will help you if you'll acknowledge your presence and believe God. It is faith, after all, that brings into play all of these powerful weapons, these agents, to help you out. Amen. Praise God. So, um, it's interesting that he said when people, when somebody was praying for the Holy Ghost, the angels kind of stood back and they didn't do anything. And then he said when they started praying for the sick, the angels moved in among them. Amen. Because angels are involved... Amen, in that kind of thing. And the, there's Bible for the fact that the angels didn't move in when somebody is rece receiving the Holy Ghost or somebody is repenting. Amen. Because the Bible said, Them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. They desire to look into. They long to catch a glimpse of these things. What, what, the, what are these things? Amen. Redemption. How, some, how a sinner can go to be a saved person and be redeemed. Why do they want to look into these things? Because they don't know what it is to be redeemed. Amen. Because all, all they know is obedience to God. And they, all they know is what happened to a third of their compatriots a long time ago when they were deceived by Lucifer and they fell and became the demons. And those demons didn't know what it was for redemption because the Bible said, they, they, I guess angels only had one chance, amen, and when they, when they decided to go against God, they are reserved in chains of darkness until the judgment of the day coming, amen. So if somebody said, well, I wish I was an angel, I don't know, amen. I'm thankful that I am a person that God has mercy, amen, and that we can know what it is to be redeemed, set free, born again, sins washed away, washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit, Amen. Praise God. So in, in his book, uh, and, and, and he just talks about it, uh, you know, Brother Stone King said he met this man uh, and, he, and he heard him preach, whatever. And he, he said, we went out to eat and this guy, you know, he goes, I'm just eating. And then he's just talking about 
angels, you know, like we talk about, we saw somebody on the street or something, and it was amazing. He said there was one time, uh, Brother Reeves said that, uh, you know, and he goes several times actually, he said, you know, that, that, that angels would come and he would see them. And he said he didn't see them every service, but he said when they came, he said they would post themselves about every so many feet all around the, uh, the perimeter of the saints of God. Amen. Around about uh, the angel of the Lord. It camps around about. And he said they were all in, amen, warrior type garb. And they were just observing and watching and protecting while the service went forward. Amen. Praise God. So we know that angels are here tonight. Amen. Because this is a house dedicated to the Lord. Because you bring angels with you. Because we believe in guardian angels. Amen. And also, amen, it is said that angels like to be anywhere where the word of God is preached in truth without fear or favor. Because they know something good is going to happen and they don't want to miss it. Amen. Angels are here tonight. Praise God. I believe it. I believe it. Amen. So he's, Brother Reeves said in, in part of his book, he said, yeah, he said that one angel was seven or eight foot tall and the other ones were a little bit shorter. And, you know, the Bible said in Psalms chapter eight, verse four, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him, talking about man, mankind, a little lower than the angels. Amen. And we know that that could mean in... Uh, in ability because angels can fly and angels can disappear and angels can do all kinds of stuff and be somewhere else real fast. But literally speaking, they are a little lower because I have heard other people that have seen angels, amen, and they have always uh, talked about them being huge compared to us. You know, some people might be curious as to how many angels there really are. So I looked into that a little bit. I know for a fact that we have twice as many good angels as we do bad angels, which are the demons. So it's already two against one, and there's no comparison with God and Satan. So let me tell you something. We're on the right side of things. But Revelation 12, 3 tells us about this. It says in verse uh, 3, it said, And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. It's talking about Satan. Verse 4, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. So the angels were here are referred to as the stars of heaven. A third part joined him in his rebellion. They were cast to the earth. But let me tell you something. Like I just said, it's two for one. Amen. And when, when Elijah's house was surrounded, amen, by the enemy's army, the, uh, when in the morning, they, they came at night and surprise surrounded the house. So when the dawn happened and Elijah's, Elisha's servant opened the, the drapes of the, of the house, he goes, oh my goodness. And he went and he told, he told his master, he said, I don't think we're, gonna, we're not doing too good this morning, boss. You know, we got a bad situation. And Elisha just looked out there and he said, Lord, open the eyes of my servant so he can see what I see. Amen. Because he said, uh, he answered unto him, 2 Kings 6, 16, Do not fear, my servant. He said, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Amen. And God opened the eyes of the servant. And, and yes, the house was surrounded by a lot of soldiers from this enemy nation. 
but floating up right above those soldiers and all the way around were a bunch of warrior angels, amen, that far outnumbered them. And he said, those that are with us, amen, are greater than those that are with them. So the Bible does not give us an exact number, but it does let us know that the number is very large beyond calculation or comprehension. Revelation 5.11 said, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and talking about the number of the angels, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Now, if you multiply 10,000 times 10,000 on a calculator, you get 100 million. So there's 100 million angels right there. But he said, and then there was thousands and thousands. And they say, and, and scholars and commentary writers say that the phrase, when someone back in those days said 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands and thousands, it wasn't not as much as a literal number as trying to say, you know what? We give up. It's so many we can't even count. But we know it over 100 million for sure, at least. And the, the uh, uh, English Standard Version puts Revelation 5.11 like this. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads and myriads. So 10,000 times 10,000 was translated myriads and myriads. If you go look up myriad, amen, in the Webster's Dictionary, it, it says countless uncountable, untold, innumerable. Amen. So 10,000 times 10,000 is not innumerable. That's a lot of, not, that's a big number, but it's numerable. If a calculator can calculate, it's numerable. But Hebrews 12, said, But you are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. You can't count them. Amen. And we already know that the angels were referred to as the stars. We read about it once there already in chapter 12 of Revelation. But the book of Judges, the book of Daniel, the book of Job, amen, and Revelation uh, talks about them being like stars. Uh, how many stars are in the sky? You know, natural stars, amen. Our solar system, amen, that we have, the, you know, the eight planets of our solar system exist in the galaxy known as the Milky Way. And it is estimated that the Milky Way alone has over 100 billion stars. Amen. Now, the universe is full of many galaxies. In fact, they say there are 2 trillion galaxies inside the entire universe. And if we take, amen, an average, and we just say, that, like the Milky Way, let's just say every one of those galaxies has 100 billion stars, and there's 2 trillion of them, Amen. That means that the total number of stars in the universe is 200 billion trillion, or the number two followed by 23 zeros. Amen. That's a big number. Amen. I'm not saying that that's how many angels there are, but he called them stars. But you know what? It doesn't matter how many, because God knows how many stars there are, because the, these scientists and astronomers, they're just... They're, they're having educated guesses, but the Bible said in Psalm 147.4, he, talking about God, counts the number of the stars and he calls them all by name. He's got a name for every star. Whew, that's, a, that's powerful. Amen. So who knows? You know, at least it's over 100 million angels for sure, at least based on 
Revelation 5.11, but who knows? You know, we have over 7 billion people on this earth. Could there be more angels than that? You never know. Amen. And yet, out of all of these, however many they are, innumerable angels, and I'm sure they all have names, we are only privy to three names of the angels in the Bible. Amen. Michael is a warrior angel. Revelation 12.7, he fought with Lucifer, with the, the, the dragon, the enemy. There was war in heaven. Verse 7, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against Michael with his angels, his fallen angels, and they prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven for Lucifer and his angels. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So Michael is the only angel in the Bible that's actually referred to as an archangel. No other angel, the other two names were not actually called an archangel, but Michael was actually called an archangel. He's called one of the chief princes in the book of Daniel. Now, Bible scholars believe the other two angels we know the names of in the Bible are considered archangels as well. Chief angels. Amen. Chief princes. Gabriel is the messenger angel. Amen. He brought a message to Daniel when he was praying and fasting for 21 days. And he brought the message. He, he, Gabriel then shows up in the New Testament to John the Baptist's father, the priest Zacharias, in, in the temple, and he gave him a message. And then a little bit later, he showed up to a little virgin girl named Mary in Nazareth, amen, and gave her a beautiful message. Praise God. And then the third angel, uh, before he became the devil, he, he was referred to as Lucifer in the Old Testament. He was a worship angel. Amen. And before he fell in the rebellion and fall from heaven, he was a called a beautiful angel. His name actually means morning star, and uh, and it's also his name is also another form of the Hebrew word for praise. So a lot of uh, scholars and theologians believe that when Lucifer was a good guy, that he actually led the worship angels in praise to God in heaven. Because the Bible said in the book of Revelation, there are some angels that they only do one thing, morning, noon, and night, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, and they worship Him, amen, all the time. Praise God. So the Bible said when He was created, Lucifer was perfect in beauty, all the precious and rare stones was His covering, and he was, he was prepared in his creation with timbrels and pipes, which is musical instruments. That's another kind of clue that he was part of worship in heaven. Amen. But, but he, of course, fell and thrown down. Amen. So those are the archangels. Those are the three names we know. Now, ancient Jewish religion and tradition teaches that when a child is born to God's people, he or she is assigned a guardian angel that is with that, that child for the rest of his or her life. And there's, there's some scriptural precedent for that. Matthew 18.10, Jesus said, See that you do not, do, do not despise one of these little ones, talking about kids, for I tell you that in heaven, their angels, that's possessive, their angels, 
always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Amen. Now, angels are for the most part invisible to most people. However, we do know that they can, uh, uh, they can be visible in their normal, what they look like as an angel, and, but they can also take on the form of human beings. Amen. Three men, quotes, three men visited Abraham. One was God in a theophany, which is a temporary manifestation of God in a human form. And the two other men were angels. Those are the two angels that were sent over to Sodom to rescue Lot and his family out of there before the judgment fell. Amen. Praise God. Brother Stone King, some of you know who he is, a great man of God in our organization, evangelist, and just powerful. And he, he has a lot of stories about angels. When he first got saved, we're talking about 1963, 64. I was just a little tyke of two or three years old back then. Didn't even know nothing, praise God, uh, about God or anything. But he said he had a little apartment and he was waiting for some people from the church to pick him up to go to some function. So the doorbell rang and he thought he was opening it up, thought it was going to be those people. And there was a man there uh, that uh, just an unassuming man, a nice man. And he said, he said, uh, he goes, uh, oh, can I help you? And this man said, yes, I'm, I'm selling uh, shoe polish, you know, door to door here. And he said, well, what kind of shoe polish? Because he said, because Brother Stonky said, I use shoe polish. And he says, uh, it's liquid shoe polish. And he goes, well, well, I don't use liquid, you know, because that's, he was telling the crowd that he was preaching to. He goes, that's kind of fake. I, I use the paste, the real stuff and all that kind of stuff. But he said, oh, I'm sorry, I don't use liquid, but thank you so much. And he said, okay. And then he shut the door. And the man started just, you know, down the street. And Brother Stone King uh, went back to uh, upstairs to his uh, apartment. And something in his heart said, you know, I just feel like giving this guy some money or something. And he only had like a couple $1 bills. Uh, so he ran up the stairs. He got a couple dollars. And he ran out. And he saw the man was down the sidewalk a little bit. Uh, and and uh, he ran after him. And he said, sir, sir. And the man didn't turn around. He was just kind of just going down the street, you know. And then he finally said, he got close to him. And he said, sir, um, excuse me, you know. Uh, and then he turned around. And he goes, yes, what can I help you with? He goes, I just really feel to give this to you. And he gave them the $2. And the man, he said, the man took it. And the man had a, just an interesting smile on his face. And he said, thank you very much. And the man turned and started just slowly walking down the sidewalk. And Brother Stone King took a few steps. And he just wanted to see the guy one more time. Get something about him. He, and he turned around and the guy was gone, nowhere to be found. And it was wide open. It wasn't like, and this guy wasn't, you know, uh, you know, the hare. He was more the turtle in the race. He, he was going slow. He didn't see him anywhere. Amen. And Brother Stone King was just thought for a second. And all of a sudden the spirit of God came over him. And he remembered a verse that he had read in the Bible in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. It says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Amen. And he said that, that his, his life for God and his ministry changed from that day forward, and he, it was something just happened to him. And there's another teaching in ancient Judaism uh, along this guardian angel thing that had that that the guardian angel, because they can take the form of any human, actually had the ability to look and sound like 
the person they were the guardian of. And there's some scriptural precedent for this because I told you the story about Peter. He got thrown in prison by Herod. He was in maximum security, all kinds of locks and, and chains and guards inside and guards chained to him. Amen. And the church down the road was in constant prayer for him to get out of there. Amen. So God answered their prayer. An angel was dispatched. I just told you about it. And so he got out and he realized, wow. And the first place he went to was that house. He starts knocking on the door and a lady named Rhoda said, who is it? And it said, hey, it's Peter. Let me in. And she was very familiar with Peter. She knew his voice. She was so excited. She didn't open the door. She just ran into the crowd that was praying. Oh, God, get Peter out of there. Hey, it's Peter at the door. And they said, oh, you know, like they almost like scoffed her and mocked her. You're kidding. You're, you know, he's in maximum security. You know, and it, it's, there's no way. And she, and the Bible said in Acts 12, 15, but they said to her, you are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it is his angel. Now, what does that mean? I'll just let you chew on that for a while. It's his angel. Amen. And let me tell you this story. It'll, you know, raise the, the, a couple hairs on the back of my head when I heard it. Amen. Brother Barnes, T.W. Barnes, he's gone on to be with the Lord. He was a great prophet among us in, in our organization in Louisiana. And uh, a lot of people called him for words from, from God and, and from help and counseling and whatever, along with pastoring his own church. But he got a call that one of his, somebody that he really knew was in the hospital and not doing good. So he went over to pray for him and spoke with him. And this man was kind of in and out of sleep and could barely keep his eyes open and whatever. But, but uh, you know, knew that Brother Barnes was there and Brother Barnes stayed a little bit, prayed for him and, uh, and then left. And, and then, you know, a couple days later, the man called him and said, Brother Barnes, thank God I'm out of the hospital. After you prayed for me, I, I, I felt I may turn the corner real fast and I got released within a couple days. And he said, well, that's good. Praise the Lord, brother. And then he said, oh, and by the way, thank you so much for staying with me all night. You don't know how much that means to me. He goes, I didn't stay with you all night. Yes, you did. You know that chair you sat at at the foot of the bed right there in the corner of the room? He said, yeah, that's where I sat when I came. He said, I was, you know, I couldn't keep my eyes open. I was exhausted. But every time I opened my eyes, you were in that chair. So Brother Barnes, he didn't know what to think about it. And then he began to remember Acts 12, 15. It is his angel. Amen. That's another thing for you to chew on and take with you tonight. Amen. But as far as we know, angels never die. Amen. So Michael that we read about in the book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, he's fighting for us today. Gabriel that we read about in the book of Daniel and the book of Luke, amen, he's fighting for us today, amen. And all the other angels, the guardian angels and the messenger angels, uh, amen, and the warrior angels uh, and, the, and every other kind of angel, amen, they're here today and they're fighting for us today, amen. <laughs> Praise God. And years ago, there was a missionary that went to uh, one of the countries in South America, started, you know, preaching, having services. Well, there was uh, some people that didn't want 
this Pentecostal belief down there. There was some people like drug lords and cartels and I don't know what all, but they basically got sent word to the pastor, to the missionary, and said, if you don't close up your services and stop having church, we are going to come in and shoot up the place. And of course, being a, a man of God and, and having faith, he ignored this guy and said, we're having church. We're not going to, you know, let that intimidate us. And so him and his wife, and they, they came to have church like ever before. And, uh, and these guys saw that. They had spies all around. And so they, they you know, let the church service start going. And then they started coming down. They had all their automatic weapons and all kinds of stuff. They were going to go in and just, it was going to be a bloodbath. Amen. But when they got closer to the little church building that they were having church in, they saw, a, I mean, you talk about a bunch of mercenary-looking, huge, muscle-bound guys with all kinds of, like, heavy armaments, amen, surrounding that building. And they all said, oh, man, they must have hired some private security firm. Forget it. We're not doing that. And they went back home. Amen. And the pastor found out, got word that about that they, were, they wanted to do it. And they said, yeah, it, wasn't, it was only because of the security you hired. He says, we didn't hire any security. We didn't have anybody watching the outside of the building. We were just in there praying and believing God. Amen. But the angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fear him and deliver him. So I thank God his angels are watching over us. And I thank God they're there to help us and fight for us and deliver us. Amen. And we need to do like Brother Reeves said in his book. Let's believe. Amen. That that is another thing. Amen. Along with prayer and fasting. Amen. In the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We've got an innumerable company of angels that are associated with God's people. Amen. And we can be okay. We're going to be fine. We're going to be victorious. Let's all stand right now. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.